Get ready to tune into stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to this episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Today, I have with me Mike, Matt Sinkovitz. Uh, Matt caught my attention when I uh, found him on Facebook, and he uh, his first thing out that I saw was about porn. And if you've listened to me for any time, you know that that is something that I am um, pretty passionate about, pretty uh, believe that men really reach real freedom when they reach freedom from porn. And so... Uh, that's where Matt comes in. And, you know, I think uh, he he's going to s- explain a lot about this, but he's got an online Facebook uh, support community, Porn to Purpose, and he runs a 90-day liberation boot camp. So welcome to the show, Matt. Scott, thanks so much for having me here today, brother. It's, it's, it's an honor to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I, um, it's, just, it's just one of those things, you know, I usually, we, we chatted before, but um, I, <laughs> I just, there's certain topics I want to talk about. <laughs> and mm-hmm. this one is hard for people to talk about and, and probably yeah. already lost people listening to it because mm-hmm. when you uh, talk about something and they know it's a problem, they shut down really fast. Yeah. I remember early in my years, early in my time with Brotherhood of Fatherhood, I made some posts very, very poignant about kind of what I feel is the destruction that happens um, from porn. And that really separated some things. A lot of guys left. They were like, there's nothing wrong with it. My wife and I's marriage flourish with it, blah, blah, blah. We know all these things. But I know enough to know that there is some psychological things happen. There's some physiological things happen. There's a, a destructive pathway of this, um, of, of an addiction to porn and maybe just even like what you call recreational use. I don't know. I'm going to let you kind of be the expert on that, but I'm really excited to kind of dive in and we'll see. Uh, hopefully we, we, and I know we will learn a little bit more about ourselves today. So yeah, brother. Yeah. What got you going down this path? Because it's not just anybody who throws out on Facebook and starts a community, like, you know, kind of a freedom from porn thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for asking, man. And, um, what got me on this path was my own journey, brother. You know, porn was something I dealt with for 20 plus years of my own life, um, from my from my uh, early teens up up into my 30s. You know, and I've always been on this personal and spiritual development track, and it was just something that I was kind of just um, you know, as we grow in mind, body, and spirit, we kind of become more aware of the things that are harmful to us. You know, the things that are holding us back, that are creating resistance in our lives. And porn was just one of those things that had always been present in my life. I I had always been kind of working through some things with myself around my sexuality. That was like a big theme for me in my life, which many of us can relate to. And um, yeah, I just became more and more aware of that, that that it was, you know, you you mentioned right at the beginning, you said, we, we don't reach true freedom until we reach freedom from porn. Mm -hmm. And, And that was, that was the thing for me, porn to purpose. You know, I recognized that porn was inhibiting me from stepping more fully into my purpose and ultimately the work that I felt called to be doing uh, for others. You know, there was a point in my journey, I don't know how much of that we'll get into here today, but I was doing uh, interfaith chaplaincy work in prisons and hospitals and I was moving into um, greater levels of leadership and I was starting to work with others and I was still 
kind of dealing with some some remnants of this in my life. And and it was just becoming more and more obvious to me that it was out of alignment for me, it was out of integrity for me, and it was something I needed to get resolved. But I was unsuccessful in doing it by myself, you know, and I had I had been investing in myself for many, many years, working with coaches and mentors and doing the work. So I decided at one point I needed to put my money where my mouth was. And, and I ended up in investing with a coach and getting into community and accountability around this and doing the deep work. Um, yeah, so, and, and then ultimately whenever I was like ready to, to step in to more full-time service of others, I kind of put it all together, you yeah. know, and, and recognize porn being such a big theme for me throughout my life and, and knowing how many men deal, deal with this uh, very much by themselves. So I put it all together and decided to really begin just serving and supporting men um, in, in this way. Yeah, that's incredible. I want to want to start right away and just really adjust some of the things people might be just hanging on to say, oh, I knew it. Like, okay, yeah, I'm shutting off now. I don't care anymore. Let's put religion, spirituality, belief, and it's really hard to do this, I know. Um, but let's put that aside because everyone's going to say, oh, well, this is just the moral high road. And I want to alleviate that from the from part of the argument. I think it's a huge part that we cannot leave out in the whole schema thing, whether you're Christian or Buddhist or whatever it is, you know, there we we all have, I believe we all have a spiritual side and we really can really, really grow so much more when we engage in that. But let's put that aside. Let's just go ahead and get that, that, elephant, address that elephant in the room and, and push it aside and say, why can't I be, why can't I be at my full potential and use porn? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And, and you know what? So I'm down with that because, you know, I'm very much an interfaith man and um, I, you know, some people might disagree and that's okay if they do, but I think whatever we want to call it, we all have something some let's call it our conscience if, if, if you want to you know for me i just recognized it, it wasn't like a god or a jesus or a buddha thing it wasn't about it wasn't this dogmatic thing about this is what i have to do or if, if i if i have poor in my life i'm sitting it wasn't that kind of conversation for me for me it came very much down to being out of alignment with my higher self with my conscience you know just just kind of like recognizing like whenever i go to porn man it really puts me in the dumps. Like, I don't like the way I feel about myself. I, I, whenever I'm done, you know, over the next couple of days, a couple of weeks, I'm in this downward slump. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling anxious. I don't feel good about myself. Like, I don't like the places that porn is taking me in my mind. You know, I don't like the things that I'm viewing. I don't like the way that it continues to become more and more graphic and more and more extreme. I don't like the way that I can't seem to control my behavior around it, you know? Um, I, I don't like the way, so, so for me, it was just kind of like this, this, this intuitive kind of navigation for me, just kind of knowing it wasn't something that was a healthy part of my life. You know, uh, I kind of compared to like to drugs and alcohol, you know, some people might be able to drink a couple beers on the weekend and it's not a problem for them and they don't have a, a an issue with it. Um, for me, I can have a couple beers on the weekend. It's not a problem, but porn wasn't like that for me. Porn was just something I just kind of knew whether I wanted to admit it or not, just was out of like out of alignment, out of integrity for me, man. Yeah. And, and, and I'm no, in, in no way an expert and I've listened to a lot of experts and I can't recall the things they said, but there is neurological, psychological, all these things that occur where actually there is some addictive things. There's some brain wiring things that actually can get out of control to a place where it's destructive in your life. It's, this is not just like, it doesn't feel good. Another thing that I, uh, some things I've thought about 
and I'd like love to hear what you think. Um, you know, we're we're kind of designed to pursue, you know, our sexual conquests or our our purpose or our our sexual needs with a partner, right? And I believe that men, uh, men intuitively, and we're not going to go into the whole masculinity thing. I don't care. Men intuitively do better when there's a challenge in front of them. And one of these challenges is like the, the conquest, you know, the, um, the getting, getting lucky, you know, having sex, whatever it is. In my opinion, basically porn is a shortcut and it's, a, and it's weakening the man because now there's no work involved. I mean, it's literally the flip of a switch and a quick search, search term, or I, I don't even know, but um, that's, that's number one for me. Number two, it gives you a false win. Like it's not an actual win. Like how I think it's a, it's a sign of weakness. And I, I, I like, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but I would, I just, that's how I personally feel. What are your thoughts around this? Um, you know, there's no challenge in it and it's, and it's, it's kind of weak. Yeah, man. It's like, it's like, um, it is, it is very much shortcutting. Short, short, shortcutting the process. You mentioned shortcutting. It's like it's like going for that low hanging fruit, you know, like going for that dopamine hit. It's like going for the junk food. It's like laying in front of the laying on the couch, you know. It's 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 going for the drugs. You know what I'm saying? And maybe there's a time and a place for for those things in moderation or mindfully, but as a way of life, as a regular part of our our, our being, uh, I think it's it, it's it's very unhealthy. It does give us this false win, you know. Just to like relate it to my journey. Um, you know, I found like at this, this was like a, a point in my, I would say mid to early twenties when I, I think I began to see how porn was problematic because I moved out of my house. I was in my own place for the first time. I internet, like high speed internet was just becoming a thing. Uh, for the first time I had like this good big computer and high speed uh, internet in my house, in my bedroom, you know? And so without any, without any controls on it, that's, that's, that's trouble. You know what I'm saying? For a young man who's you know, so, but what I began to do, I recognized I would, I, I began to have this awareness, like, man, I, I'm like, I don't even need to go out on Friday night. I don't even need to go out on Saturday night because I'm perfectly content staying right here, watching this, taking care of myself, you know, and, and, and like, what's the point? And I, and I began, like, I, there was this awareness within me that kind of like recognized that wasn't healthy or just to be like really just to be really like raw, I would, I would be at home on a Friday night. Maybe I would like watch porn and masturbate earlier in the day. And then I would go out on Friday night and I just didn't, as you mentioned, I had that, I had no desire to connect. I didn't feel that sense of kind of that, that sense of power and swag. If I did talk to a girl, I felt kind of awkward and like a little bit reserved and pulled back. It just wasn't healthy for me. And like, I recognized that man. So yeah, whenever we do take that shortcut, you know, as, as a regular, like part of our life, man, something kind of unhealthy about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So having worked with, with men in this area, how long have you been doing it? Um, I've been focused specifically in this realm since 2019. Okay. So it's been a few, been a few years, like three years. Um, what are some of the biggest things that you see that like, like just talk us through some of the biggest problems, some of the biggest reasons guys come to you, some of the biggest um, obstacles to gaining freedom from this, if they're searching for that, like just yeah. go ahead and roll with it and, and share as much yeah. as you're willing to share. Some of the biggest things, you know, uh, so this is my full-time thing. So I see it every day and I have conversations about it every day. 
Um, <clears throat> one of the biggest and I think one of the most obvious things is, is issues that arise um, within intimacy. Kind of, the, kind of what, kind of what I just mentioned: lack of intimacy within the relationship, or guys are are single and can't seem to to find that partner. Um, and it's like this really unhealthy kind of loop that we see. Um, Scott, it's like the guy's got this compulsive or regular relationship with porn. So maybe he's not incentivized to go out and connect with women, you know, or maybe he's just off energetically. I think there's something to that, you know, and it can just be sensed, you know, so maybe he's not really attractive uh, in in certain ways, you know, Um, but whatever the case, he's kind of got this regular ongoing relationship with porn and that inhibits him from either connecting in a healthy way within his marriage or maybe attracting that woman into his life at all. And so as a result of this absence, he continues to go to the porn and it just keeps him in this really unhealthy, um, you know, an unsatisfying loop. So that's one of the biggest things that we see is lack of intimacy, lack of connection. Um, a lot of times, you know, pornography is a very secret thing, you know, so guys, so, so pornography creates issues around secrecy within the relationship, mistrust. A lot of times, like if, if a woman's in on what the guy's into, again, porn can take these extreme forms, you know, so like, especially if a woman finds out what a man might be into, she's disgusted, she's turned off. She's like, why can't you just get control of yourself? You know what I'm saying? What also ties into that, Scott? is oftentimes performance. I don't even like to use that term, but issues in the bedroom around ED, erectile dysfunction or delayed ejaculation. A man cannot, cannot, you know, function in the way he desires to in the bedroom. Also very common performance. Anxiety is, is a big one. So those are some of like of, of the very common things. And then I could go on and on, but some of the other things that we see another really common one. Now this one's, this one might be, for the more conscious man, but oftentimes the story I hear from men that come in and say, man, I've had this addiction in my life for 20, 30, 40 years, and and it's just not the man I want to be. I'm out of integrity with that man I feel called to be. I know I could be a better man. I've got this other version uh, of myself in mind. I've got this other version of my life that I feel called to live, and this isn't the version I want to be, and I want to get back to that man that I feel called to be. That's also a, a very common thing. It's like, I want to be that man, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's an extremely difficult journey. I mean, you're, you're talking about, again, not really having to work for something and um, the disconnect that happens. I've, you know, maybe you've heard this before. I know two people specifically, two women specifically that found out their husbands had a very, very um, strong addiction to porn. And they literally over time, tried to work through it. And they eventually said to them, Hey, look, are you willing to give up porn or do I need to leave you? And he's like, I love you, but I love porn more. That's happened to two people. I know. Have you heard of that kind of situation? Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I've heard of a man saying, you know what? Yes, I'm going to take the porn, but through his, <clears throat> through his action and through his unwillingness to change. Yes. I regularly hear from men that say I have lost my entire family, I lost my first marriage, or I am currently losing my family as a result of this addiction, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's crazy to think that they're so, and let's talk about the addiction. The addiction is this, what, dopamine hit? Um, I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, I, I just don't know the science behind it. But yeah, it's like... It's like we are neurologically wired for it. We've we've created this connection in the brain. Yes, it's very much, um, it's very much um, associated with, with with the dopamine function of the brain and what's going on there. And and yeah, it's like any compulsive behavior 
it's, it's really tough. And I think what makes it difficult, your brain on porn is a great resource on the whole um, brain chemistry thing and what's going on there as well as the reboot period. So if someone really wants to dig in around the, the brain thing, that's, that's a great resource. It's great on audio, your brain on porn. What are some of the things that you do with men? Is it just literally having like resources, people to talk to, a support group? I mean, what kind of things really make men take the steps to overcome some of these things? Yeah, man, I think the, the, the first thing we always recommend, Scott, is to um, get into community and accountability. You know, porn is one of those things that we often deal with in the shadows of life. Right. You know, it's something we deal with very much alone. It's something we, we experience a lot of shame and a lot of guilt around, you know? And um, because of that, we don't feel comfortable talking about it with others. We certainly don't, you know, feel comfortable raising our hand around it and, and saying, I've got a problem with this. And it's also one of those things uh, within society that people people make fun of and, and people, there's not really a safe environment to begin doing exploration around this. Also, porn is one of those things we feel, uh, it, it, make, it makes us feel oftentimes like a pervert, like there's something weird or something wrong with me, you know? So, so, so guys, they hide around this and we find that, you know, porn is one of those things that we keep in the darkness and that which in the darkness, that which is in the darkness festers, man, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so, so one of the first things I think we can begin to do is get into community around it and, and, and from there get into some accountability around it. Because once we get into community, first of all, we recognize that there are other men uh, dealing with this and we're not the only weird ones. You know what I mean? That we're, maybe we're not so weird or we're not so different. There's other men that are out there dealing with it. And whenever I get into community, a safe and loving, supportive community, like we're very intentional about building, you know, it's like we can get in and we can actually open up and we can begin to dialogue around this and we can take that which we've been hiding by ourselves for most of our lives and and, and we can begin to share it with others you know and kind of get some of it off our chest and, and begin to relate hey guys this is scott thank you so much for listening to this podcast but i did want to interrupt for just a second because i am super passionate about a new tool that i've found and been using for the last month or so and if you're like me the thought of writing copy puts me into cold sweats but we all know that writing blogs, social media posts, web copy, ads, and more are part of life and can make a considerable impact on moving the needle to success in your business or job. We all know how difficult it can be to wrangle ideas, action words, and details, not to mention time constraints. Fear not. I have found a solution that allow, will allow you to easily crank out stunning copy in minutes. It's Jarvis, guys. It's probably hit your social media feed and you think it's too good to be true, but it is not. Jarvis is the latest artificial intelligence technology that will help you create content at lightning speed with little effort on your part or hefty fees for writers. You fill in two easy steps and it'll lay out descriptive paragraphs, both short and long form articles, bullet lists, social media posts, blog posts, ad copy, SEO copy, Google ad copy, it gets super detailed. There are tons of templates to choose from. It's totally up to you. It's two steps and it blows me away every time I use it. In fact, it just keeps getting better and better. So if you're like me, the thought and thought it was too good to be true, trust me, this product kicks ass. I literally use it every single day for per personal and professional use. Just go try it for free and use my link uh, and it's in the show notes. I'm not going to read it to you because it's crazy, but go into the show notes, click on the link, sign up for your free trial, 
you will never look back. And this is a great way to support this podcast. Super simple for you, for your business. Send it to your boss. Send it to your friends. It will revolutionize workflow. The link is in the podcast notes. And if you want to support the Brotherhood of Fatherhood, this is a great way. Do you think, do, do men ever discuss like the, um, the disconnect that happens from porn to reality? Because I think, you know, there's a lot of porn out there that, that kind of gets on, on a fringe. It starts to push into maybe, maybe, um, an abusive cycle. Like there's, there's pain and, and, you know, um, and control happening. Have, has people expressed how that's affected their marriage and their expectations with their sexual, um, partnership? Oh yeah, man, for sure. Um, so that's something we see very often, mm. you know, uh, guys will say, you know, so we talked about the, the ED issues in the bedroom, yeah, erectile right. dysfunction or delayed ejaculation. And, and yeah, man, so, so men, spend all this time, you asked about the brain earlier, you know, men spend all this time kind of wiring their brain for these things that don't really align with their nature. That was something that I kind of recognized in my journey. Like, you know, porn's one of these things that, that it like, it's like any drug. It's like we need more and more and different and different to continue to hit those arousal mechanisms. So a lot of men find that they find themselves in these realms of pornography, which really don't align with what they truly want or what they truly desire. Or, or it's not really practical. It's like they, they watch all this extreme stuff and the genres out there are vast, you know? And then they go to connect with their, with their wife, you know? And it's like they, just, they, they, they have this inability to be aroused or stimulated with it, man. It's very common. And, you, and just going back to the, to the brain uh, piece, uh, also your brain on porn does a great job of speaking to this. Kids today, again, are, are accessing porn at younger and younger ages yeah. and and the genres are more and more extreme so a lot of young kids their minds are being hardwired for stuff which is very unrealistic or maybe it's being hardwired for the pain or for the the, the extreme sex that that's going on and and it's very much affecting i think their their ability to be aroused just by regular you know healthy like vaginal intercourse or it's it's very much morphing their expectations um, of, of, of women as, as they, as they enter into more sexually active periods of their life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's so many, like, I, it, I'm, I'm thinking right now, I do this a lot is like, what are the objections people are making right now? One of the objections that they're making is you've talked about guilt and you've talked about like, you know, you do this in the dark. I have talked to certain several men and they're like, no, I do this with my wife. I don't feel guilty at all. Is there a down from your perspective? Is there a downside to a couple who engages in porn together, and this is kind of a pattern they've had for maybe mm -hmm. years? Yeah. So, so Scott, again, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure where where you and I will align on this, you know. Um, but but porn is one of those things, man. I do my best not to to make a sweeping generalization about it, you know. Yeah. I do encounter a lot of men and couples, and actually, I just heard back from a podcast host that I reached out to yesterday. She responded to me and said, you know what? I'm not sure you'd be great on our show because my husband and I, we actually enjoy porn regularly or, or from time to time as a part of our relationship and it works for us. So I, I encounter a lot of men who say, hey, porn's not an issue for me. I really enjoy it. it I don't kind of go into this depressive or you know whatever state as a result of it. Maybe, maybe they say, hey, it's something I only use once in a while, maybe a couple times a year or once a month, it's not an issue for me. 
I run into plenty of women who say, I enjoy porn. It's not an issue for me. We run into a lot of couples who say it's a healthy part of our relationship. So I really honor that. And if that's the case for you and it feels healthy and, and you don't notice any adverse or negative impacts, then maybe it is possible. Right. I'll go back to the alcohol analogy that I used earlier. Some people can maintain a healthy relationship with alcohol. It's not problematic, but some people have a couple drinks and it's chaos and destruction. Right. You know, right. porn is like that with me and porn is like that with, for a lot of us. Uh, one, it, it turns into this compulsive type relationship. And also there is kind of this, this drag that we experience afterwards. So, um, you know, just to just to get, just to get back to your question, some people might be able to kind of maintain a healthy relationship with it. It's really case by case, but I think I would encourage you just to be really honest with yourself um, about that, that that conversation. Yeah, and two two things I want to say. First of all, just because we don't align on something doesn't mean I'm not going to talk to you about it. I think that's a really important thing about podcasts. Like, you know, it's a big thing right now. Like, well, I don't know why is he talking to so and so. I don't agree with them. That's why. Like we have these conversations because we grow from conversations where we share each other's beliefs. We don't have to share the same beliefs, but we get to talk about them in a great way, have a discourse about it, and we both grow from it, right? So first of all, if we don't align on something, totally fine. And if somebody's not aligning on the conversation we're having right now, like listen to another episode or listen to it and maybe learn a different perspective. I, I like the part where you really ask is really do a deep dive. Because my question is, if like if your relationship's so great, why do you need that extra thing? Like I, it, for me, it just yeah. it does. It, like this is me personally. If you, you disagree with me, whatever. I'm like, good for you. I don't care. Uh, but but what is missing from that intimacy with your spouse or your lover or whatever it is? You have to have extra people come into it in an, another way. And then I literally have what I would call a moral issue with it on the fact that uh, my understanding is that most porn is built on the back of sex, the sex trade. And, um, you know, a lot of these things that really aren't healthy for our society. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's where like, I'm like, yeah, I, I like, I just don't think anybody should be supporting that person. You know what, you know what, Scott, I actually, I, I, I agree with you on that, that I, I generally lean in that direction as well. I just kind of try and do my best to kind of play devil's advocate and say, right. you know what, you know, if, 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 if you don't agree, that's fine. Enjoy it, whatever. But yeah, man, I, I would tend to, I, I would have a tendency to, to be in agreement with you on that, brother. Yeah. yeah I just, I, I really have a, a moral issue supporting an industry that is uh, really stripping people from their families. I mean, I'm, I'm talking with, I have an interview with an author that wrote a book with a, a woman who was, enslaved in the in the sex industry she was you know um kidnapped for that reason taken for that reason and you know her life was was because of that in in fact this is crazy i actually once hired a porn star i did not know it um and this really brought some reality to my my life i was running a, a sales team and a gal came in she was referred and I'm like, I ask people about their history. And she's like, well, my family, we came here from, I don't remember if it was Vietnam or something. And, and um, basically somebody in the office came to me like, like, she's like, like, I'm like, you what? I'm like, no way. And they're like, yeah. And, and, um, and I put the pieces of her story together and I realized that 
she was brought into America at a very early age with her family with no money. And this was part of the deal. This was, and, and, you know, and here she is trying to change her life, take a real job, but that really brought the reality to me of there's people literally enslaved in this industry who to, to get their family into America or whatever the cases are. I'm like, man, I can't have anything to do with that. It's just not, yeah. it's not okay. So that's where my moral, like I have other mm-hmm. issues with it, but that's where my moral compass really says, no, you know, there's, as long as there's illegal sex trade going on, um, human trafficking going on based on this, I just can't mm-hmm. be part of it in any way. Yeah. Yeah, brother, you know what, that was actually kind of part of my my process. You know, this is a multifaceted process. And I think the more angles we can see it at, you know, the, the, the more we can be educated and aware. As a matter of fact, you know, like, in our process, part of our process uh, for our guys going through our curriculum is to listen to your brain on porn, because we don't want to just attack it from the spiritual or the emotional angle. We also want to help you understand what's going on in the body, what's going on in the brain, what's what's going on with the chemistry, the dopamine, these different things. You know, so for me, this was kind of part of my process, and uh, a big part of my process was beginning to humanize these women. You know, because we do spend so much time, especially as as young men, you know, seeing these women as as objects. And I think this is part of the growing that we get to do as men. We actually have a whole we have a whole exercise in our process kind of toward the end. It's called the noble lens, you know, learning to see women, not just as some objects for our sexual satisfaction, but temples of God, you know, like someone's daughter, someone's mother, potentially. You know, it's not just some object for your fantasy and really beginning to like see the human and seeing the God in them, you know, and not just, not just some, some piece of meat. And, and, and this was kind of a piece of my journey. Uh, I, I remember I, I was like, all right, I want to kind of add in another element to my, um, to my abstinence journey, you know? And I was like, all right, well, let me educate myself and let me watch some of these stories. Some of the stories that, like you just shared. Yeah. And I remember when I was younger, I would go to the strip club from time to time. And I remember <clears throat> seeing this girl up there. And of course, we want to go in and we want to kind of go in with this fantasy mind, you know, and, and think about her, her being a hot. And like, it's like the way we kind of view, view porn stars, like something to have sex with and, you know, all the fantasy and the, the stuff that comes in around that. And I kind of remember having this moment sitting in the strip club and looking in this girl's eyes and being like, she's not happy. She's not happy, you know, like, like being here, like spreading her legs taking her clothes off in the middle of the day in a dark room with a bunch of like kind of creepy guys sitting back in the shadows. Like that's not hot. That can't be great. Now maybe there are some strippers and women in, in, in the adult industry that, that do find it fulfilling. And again, whatever the case, if that's, if that's you, then okay. But I think generally speaking, um, I would agree, man. And, and one way we're bringing this conversation into our community is to bring in the conversation around the morality of it, around the sex trade conversation. I'm actually in dialogue right now with, with a gentleman who runs a sex trade uh, op- awareness operation. I'm going to bring him in as a guest inside our community and um, on, on our podcast to have this kind of conversation to begin to view it from that angle as well. You know, so I'm definitely with you, brother. Yeah, I think that's a really important angle. I mean, it's, it's really easy to see, um, the sex trade is a problem and not do anything about it. (laughs) Like it's super easy to be like, Oh yeah, that's a problem. But, but I believe when engaging in porn, you're actually supporting the problem and it's so addictive. It's such a huge, huge issue that like, yeah, you quitting isn't going to maybe turn the tide, but it's the start. It's the starting place. 
And um, I just, you know, I just, I, I also want to be very clear that right now, anybody listening, there's a very high probability that 90% of the people listening use porn. And I would say 80 or 99% of them probably use it, like you said, in the dark. It's a hide. It's something they hide. They don't openly share it with their spouse. It's a secret. They probably feel guilt around it for whatever reasons, how you were raised, what your moral beliefs are. Maybe it's because you don't, you don't want to support sex trade or, or whatever it is, but it's a reality. So I'm, I want to be clear. And I think you would be the same. I'm not here to make you feel guilty by any chance, by any means. Like, like look, I have taught people, I've made just beautiful friendships with when I first started this, uh, guys, he reached out to me. He's like, I struggle with porn every single day. I need accountability. And that's all it took. It's all, this, I am not an expert in this. He said it out loud to me on the phone and followed through. And, and I was able to send him messages you know, and just say, how you doing? And that's not... A lot of people need a lot more support than that. But what I'm saying is that I realize, and I'm not trying to be high and mighty. I just want people to experience the freedom on the other side of it. That's that's really what it is. So no judgment for me because it's such a. I don't know what percentage of the population in, engages in it right now, but it's very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And and just to touch in on this on on the fatherhood element uh, of the conversation here and the morality piece. A lot of a lot of the men, you know, you asked me earlier, what are some of the common things that 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 men come into our community with? And and oftentimes, because because we do work a lot with with fathers and husbands. And a lot of times it's like, man, you know what? I want to be the the type of man that can be an example to my son and guide my son in this conversation today. And I can't do that if I'm if I'm, if I'm out of integrity in my own life. Or that's a good or point. I need to or I need to be an example to my daughter of the kind of man that I want to see in her life. You know, and I don't want to be participating in the same thing that I don't want for her, you know? So really important. Man. This episode is brought to you by the men of Alpha Hippie. Alpha Hippie is the premier men's coaching company, helping the men of Brotherhood of Fatherhood step up and be the change they want for themselves and their families. Alpha Hippie is for any man who feels like he's struggling to take action in his life or like he's burned a few too many bridges on his rise to the top. If you're the type of guy who spends all his time reading self-help books, trying to meditate, or consuming endless self-improvement YouTube videos, but nothing is quite landing like you think it should, then Alpha Hippie is for you. If you feel stressed, depressed, stuck, lost, or like you're not living up to your full potential, then Alpha Hippie is the answer for you. In the Alpha Hippie program, you will destroy your limiting beliefs, regain control of your life, and start to live with inspiration and motivation. Alpha Hippie is not one of those sign up and forget about it programs. We all know about those. It's not just watching a bunch of videos from a 20-year-old life coach. It's a program built by men for men who are ready to make a change and delivered by men who've gone through this themselves. That is very important. We have lived in the trenches and understand what it takes to rise up and craft a life worth living. If you're ready to stop making excuses and invest for yourself, then head over to brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash alpha. Again, that's www.brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash alpha. I think those are two really good questions to ask yourself. If you, if you do feel like it's not a big deal, uh, how would you feel knowing that your daughter 
started, you know, was dating a guy that had been doing the same practices as you. I, I think those are just questions you have to answer yourself. And if you come out on the other end, not feeling any different, like that, Hey, look, that's your journey. But I think it's really important to get dig deep down and ask some pretty hard questions of yourself. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. 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 So, um, how, how hard is it typically, do you think for most men to take that first step and connect with you and, and get, is, do you see it pretty easy to get into the community and then really hard to take the next step? Or how are you seeing this process for most men? Man, it, it really depends where the man's at. You know, some guys I talk to and they're just like, they show up and they just know it's time and they know they need to get into community. They know they need to do the work. They know they need to not just join the community, but also, you know, invest in the coaching program or whatever it is and get real committed support around it. And some guys are really fearful around it, man. Like, again, I can, I can just recall just in the past week, two men that reached out to me, this one guy, <clears throat> he joined our community, then he left and then he came back. And then he reached out to me and he's like, Hey man, he's like, I really recognize I need support around this, but he didn't even want to have a, an initial kind of like video chat about it. Like to, to kind of just to connect and explore where he was. He didn't even want to do that. I spoke with another gentleman last week. who was like, I can't let anybody in my community know that I have an issue with this. You know right. what I mean? So it really just depends on where the men are in the path. Some men, some men uh, try and join our community with like a fake profile. They're like, I don't, I can't join this community, even though it's a private community and only community members can see. He's like, I can't let anybody know that, that this is an issue for me. So it really depends on where they are in their path and their process, like the awareness around how much of an issue it is for them. And also how, how vulnerable are you willing to be in your own life and say, you know what, whether anybody knows about this or not, I need to deal with this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very um, vocal about paying to grow. Like it's, it's something that I support and I tell every man, like, like you find mentors, find coaches, but really you probably should be paying somebody because you're, there's a lot more accountability. You pay, you pay attention, all of those things. I could go on and on about it. And I, I feel so incredibly, um, I don't passionate about making sure that men are getting help and they're, they're, they're paying for it. I just think there's something behind it. you got skin in the game. So do you deal with, do you, I have to ask this question and if you don't, it's fine. And maybe you'll have to figure it out, but do you have a billing system that kind of hides the fact that this is a porn course that you're taking or whatever? Yeah. You know what? I think, I think, uh, I think whenever they, they do get billed, it says something like true artist development, which is another kind That's of awesome. consulting agency. Yeah. So I do my very best to like recognize that and honor it. Even whenever I send guys calendar invites, you know, it's not porn to purpose. It just says P2P strategy call or whatever it is. Awesome. So yeah. I do my best to honor that, that um, discretion, which, oh, which oh, most people desire. I wanted to get rid of that fear for people. Like I'm not paying for somebody. My wife's going to say, what is this? You know, I feel oh, yeah. there's a lot of freedom in, in at a certain point in your journey, if you're married or you have a longstanding partner that you tell them, Hey, I really struggled with porn and this is what I'm doing. Cause I think there's mm -hmm. a lot of growth in, um, I personally believe that in those relationships, you should have 100% real transparency and really discuss everything with your spouse. My wife, I've been married for 25 years. We've talked through everything that we've gone through in our lives that, you know, we, we may not align on, or we didn't, you know, at this period I was doing this and it wasn't right. And it's really healed our marriage to a point where it's very, very strong and really withstand things. So I believe at some point they should share. Do you feel that do some men get to that point where they 
are like, you know what, I'm going to need to talk to my, my spouse about this. Yeah. And, and, and so that is what, that is what uh, guys run into, you know, it's like, well, I've got this problem, but my wife has no idea. And my first question is always, are you sure she has no idea? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause, cause women, you know, women, they got that spidey sense, you know? So oftentimes they might be able to sense it in other ways that something at least is off, you know, but okay. So say, so say we take that at face value and the guy says, yeah, my wife doesn't know about it. Um, and you know, it's like, well, are you at some point, are you willing to cross that bridge? You know what I mean? Because, um, you know, we try we try and say, okay, well, we are a personal and spiritual development company. Um, very much so. We, we definitely work to grow the man. There's a lot of men's community and accountability. So you could potentially share that you've, you've joined a men's community and you're getting support around personal and spiritual growth and accountability. So that, that could be one angle. But at some point, is it something you want to continue or you're willing to continue to allow to be a secret in your life? You know, or, or is it more important for you to have a marriage that's open and fully transparent where you share everything? Another way that that comes into the conversation, Scott, is a man... Um, I don't know if I should use the word confesses, but let's say he shares with his wife that this is an issue for him. She's on board with him getting support. So he has support and, and then he has a relapse, you know? And so it's like, man, do I need to go back and now share that I went back to porn or I had this relapse or I'm struggling with this again. And again, I was under the man's choice, but, but my gentle nudge is to share that as well, because if you hide this, it's going to set up a situation where you maybe continue to have to hide it or feel as though you need to hide it. So let's just be fully open, honest, and transparent. Let's get it into the light. Let's let it breathe. And and so we don't have to continue to hide and have secrets in our relationships. That's really cool. Good. All right. So, uh, man, thank you so much. I think this is just really important to just have open dialogue about, talk about, ask questions about all the things guys are wondering or might object to, um, you know, and, I just, I just think it's something that needs to be addressed more. And I really commend you for like just being at the, the tip of the spear on this. I mean, your, your, your group, I would encourage anybody to go who like even just wants to kind of dabble in the idea of maybe getting rid of this porn thing in their life, even if it's minor, to just join your group. And it, that's uh, Porn to Purpose, uh, correct. correct? On Facebook. Is there any other ways that right. can find out more about you um, or, or, or kind of tune in? Yeah, Porn to Purpose is a great place to connect. If you are interested or if you just desire like more discretion at this point, I mean, first I would say, yeah, join the group. And even if that means you're just hiding, you're just hiding on the right. sidelines and you're just observing the conversation, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna call you out or anything like that. Um, but yeah, just come be a bystander just to begin and see that there's a lot of other men dealing with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you desire to be to, to engage in some conversation that feels more discreet or a little more safe, you can also send me an email directly at makingpeacewithporn at gmail.com. And, and I want to say, Scott, that I always 100% honor confi- uh, confidentiality, privacy, and, and, and this is always a very discreet conversation. So I, I always honor that. Important to know. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Matt, thank you so much. I, I, I learned a lot about uh, through this. I had... Um, I love having these conversations that most men just really aren't quite honestly willing to have or ask about. So hopefully that helps somebody who's kind of quiet about it, but had some questions. So um, I, and I, I just want to lift you up again for, for taking on this work. I think it's really important, man. Uh, Scott, thanks so much uh, for the conversation today, brother. You're a great host and it's been an honor to be here. Cool. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, if you got something out of this, you can uh, leave a review. You can subscribe, you know, do the the five star thing. If you, if you hate it, 
go ahead and do what you need to do. It's totally fine. Just be honest about it. Tell us, I gave this guy a one star rating because I don't agree with his stance on porn. <laughs> Whatever it is, uh, I, I encourage it. Thank you so much for being a listener. And if you are not on the Brotherhood of Fatherhood Facebook group, get hop on there, follow me on Instagram, Brotherhood of Fatherhood, um, and uh, get on my mailing list. So the best way to do that is get into the group. We will have a mailing list link soon. We have some amazing things coming up to help you grow and be a part of that, uh, quite frankly, are turning out to be kind of world-class. So I'll be spilling more beans on that in the future. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.